Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Four, three, two, one. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, whenever or wherever you're watching or listening. This is the Osmo NHL DFS Strategy Show, and I am your host, Michael Clifford, a.k.a. Slim Cliffy. Joining me today to talk about one of the best nights of the NHL season so far, in my opinion, our single-entry assassin, Mr. Joshua Harris. Josh, how you doing today, buddy? Yeah, I'm pretty excited for a six-game slate. It feels like we haven't got one of these mid-side slates in a few months, and this is a good one. There's a lot of stuff going on in this slate, so glad it's only six games, so we actually have a, more than 12 seconds to talk about each game. Yeah, exactly. It's nice to be able to, to breathe about these games a little bit, but let's talk about um, last night's uh, slate real quick uh, before we get too much further if you guys could throw us a thumbs up and a subscribe uh, really helps us grow this channel keep these shows coming on a regular basis in this sport and all the other sports it makes us look good for our bosses too. help us do that a little bit um, let's talk about last night's slate because it, uh, like I said at the top of the show it was a good night for a lot of Osmo players Osmo subscribers how did you do? I'll, I'll say I played two lineups last night, main cashed one and won some tickets and stuff. So, you know, I won some money last night. Obviously not not nearly as much as uh, some other people did, but I was satisfied. How'd you do? Yeah, I mean, I, I had a ticket to the 300Q. So I ended up, if you take that out, I 2X. I should have cashed, but Gibson kind of had quite a third period roller coaster. So I didn't, so I ended up 2Xing, if you take that out. Um, had Nashville, had New Jersey too and Buchnevich, so not the best, but I cashed, and we take those, and we run. Yeah, exactly. Any night that you can cash, you know, maybe something could have gone differently. Uh, you know, you can always do that to yourself, but if you make some money any night in DFS, take that and run. You and I didn't do uh, that hot. We did all right, but a lot of other people in our chat did real, real well last night, so let's run this down quickly. Uh, Zig30, uh, takedown over on FanDuel it was it was a hundred dollar buy-in with 20k to first if I'm not mistaken uh he took uh first place and then second place went to Josh Anderson not the Montreal Canadiens for but Josh Anderson uh got to get this win who works uh here at Osmo he finished second in the Osmo hundred dollar uh for 10k so <laughs> Zig 30 took first uh Josh took second um I saw AMG 77 took down uh the three max the three dollar three max uh, our buddy Saul, uh, Mr. G, had uh, this second place in the $15 and had a five-figure night uh, for himself. Uh, we have the house, uh, knee house, had a 20x night, including uh, wow. a ticket, ticket to uh, the Peppermint Patty. Um, and then, you know, we had some other people win smaller, you know, smaller things 
uh, across the slate like two x's three x's and things like like that but it was a pretty good night for osmo subscribers last night and you know i think it was you know it was it was nashville that did it like we talked a lot about nashville one that did it and forsberg and granlin and even duchene did well last night uh, they really really looked good uh up against columbus yeah um nashville I mean, like, I'm going to sound like I'm complaining. I'm really not. But, like, for a 6 nothing game and Forsberg scoring four goals, that was literally the net low performance. Like, Forsberg didn't even have the shot bonus. Like, he, he shot four for four. Granlin, <laughs> Granlin just went full Wenberg, didn't even have a shot on goal. He had four assists. Duchesne had, had the shot bonus and two assists. And then Yossi on six goals, two block shots and one shot on goal. Like, like – Listen, I'm happy I played them. They were low-owned, and we got ahead of the trend. I think it's going to be a while before we get low-owned Nashville 1 again. I think, you know, we're going to go back to how it was when people just slammed Nashville 1. But, man, like, whew, that was that was a – and the range of outcomes for how that game went, that was very low. Yeah, I, I will say I played two lineups last night, and I think I got lucky. I played Nashville in one lineup, and then but without Yossi, and then I put Yossi in the other one, and that other lineup with Yossi was actually my worst one. So uh, everything kind of worked out there, but you're right. Forsberg, four goals on four shots. Doesn't even get the shot bonus. He still puts up 46 DK points. Like, it's a monster night, but yeah. I uh, didn't put up uh, the shot bonus, even though he scored four goals. And, of course, we have to talk about Dallas one. Um, you know, every day here at Osmo, it seems like somebody just kind of slaps us in the face, uh, just to give us a little reminder that we're not nearly as smart as we think we are. And yesterday, a lot of our subscribers and, you know, even our numbers and stuff were high on the Dallas top line and Rope hints in particular against Carolina, you know, Carolina on the road had no D'Angelo, no Pesci. Um, I wasn't high on hints. I was really worried about the matchup. I thought he might get Jordan Stahl. Uh, Rope hints went out and got a hat trick last night. So it's one of those things like, like I was just flat out wrong about hints and, and Dallas last night, but then I was right about Nashville uh, and Forsberg and Duchesne. So that's kind of the way that this DFS game goes is that you're going to be right or you're sorry, you're going to be wrong a lot. It's just when you get right, you have to get right big. and that's you know that's kind of you know we talk about playing volume and, and playing you know different contests and watching the rake and, and and thing watching you know payout structure and things like that but it's just funny you know we talk we sit here and we talk about you know we'll talk about 100 players in a given day and you know it just seems like anybody we badmouth just makes us look instantly stupid and it's a nice it's a nice reminder that it's hockey after all yeah um i was kind of middle of the pack on dallas one I didn't end up playing him. The thing is, like, I don't know. That was just a weird three goals. Like, it, it just feels like like the other night when they were playing Colorado, they scored two goals in 38 seconds and it did nothing the rest of the game. It was kind of the same thing. And then Rope hit the empty net. So, I don't know. The, I hate saying process over results because that uh, that is my least favorite phrase for uh -huh. DFS. Like, the only thing that matters is the results. You know what I mean? Thank but you. like the process on why we didn't play Dallas one, I think was correct. Um, we're just wrong. We just ended up being wrong. And that's just the fact of it. I'm not going to blame variants, like a lot of touts. I don't, I don't even want to call myself a tout, but like, okay. Uh, but like, it wasn't variants. 
they just we were just flat out wrong yeah i mean at the end of the day this there's still a very good line right like they have very good numbers and that's you know that was definitely one reason to play them and like you're gonna get slapped down every once in a while it's nice to keep yourself humble uh and to not grow too big because i know you know we have had some people win here at Osmo this season and I've, I've gotten some DMs about like bankroll management and when to jump up stakes and things like that. And, you know, I would just say, you know, like last night you can, you, you know, you can be right about Nashville and then be completely wrong about Dallas and still not win any money. Um, you have to be right about a lot of things to get ahead in this game. Um, so if some things aren't going well, just keep on moving and for process and results, I agree with you. Like, I think we have, like, we have a good process. We talk people through here every day. I think we're pretty consistent in what we look for and what we don't, but the process and results thing is this, is that I, a, a very wise man once told me process, don't pay the bills. Um, you can have a great process, but if you're not winning money, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? That's what this game is about. And you know, not everything comes down to money. That's not what life is about, but this is DFS. You're either winning money or you're not. There's no in between. So um, just keep in mind that, you know, we do get stuff wrong. We do get some stuff right. People win some money. Sometimes we lose, but hopefully we win uh, more often than not. Uh, anything else you want to touch on on last night's slate before we get moving? Like, do you, I, had I know there was that banana. Like you talk about that Kings third period, the, the Caps and Panthers had a bananas third period too. The Capitals went in with a 4-1. The Capitals went into the third period with a 4-1 lead and lost 5-4 in regulation. That was that's crazy. What, that's what happened to Ducks-Kings. It was 4-1 going into the third. Ducks ended up pulling out in the shootout. But man, there's like John Gibson couldn't, couldn't stop a beach ball if it got floated to him in the third period. He's giving up juicy rebounds, bad bounces, but that's part of the, it's part of hockey. But whoo. You know, I see people saying, you know, goalie, goalie, you know, it is people are struggling with goalies. Like, listen, there, there's no easy way to project goalies. There's, it's just, you know, when you're picking the right one, you're picking the right one. If you're picking the wrong one, it happens. You know what I mean? Like, there's no science behind it. You know, you just play the guys you like and hope for the best, really. That's really what it is. That, that's why we talk about shot volume, because that's yeah. the best safety net that we have in DFS for goalies is shot volume. You know, Samsonov gave up five goals last night, but I think he still had like 17 DK points or something like that. Five goals and a loss, but he still had like 17 DK points because he saw so many shots. So yeah. that's the one thing that we talk about with goalies. Um, just always try to look, well, not always, but try to look for shot volume uh, when you can. All right, we do have to get this moving because we do have a six game slate um, up ahead of us. If you guys could, please click that like and subscribe. I uh, already mentioned it, but uh, we've had some people join uh, join lately. So if you could click that little su subscribe button, it uh, really helps us out. Just want to mention for the subscribers at Osmo, we do have Data Central up on the site. It aggregates all the information, whether it's projection, whether it's ranking, whether it's uh, salary cost, whether it's value, uh, ownership, everything onto one sheet. So if you're in a rush, you can kind of just quick check everything and make your lineup and then be on your way. So be sure to check out Data Central. It's under the NHL tab for Osmo subscribers. All right, um, free premium tools and data up on the site as we normally do every day. Today we have NBA player projections and we also have NHL player rankings. So if you're playing NBA or NHL, be sure to check out what we have up on the site tonight. All right, let's get to these games. Philly, 2.5 implied goal total. They're going into New York. The Rangers have a 3.4 implied goal total. 
this is probably going to be one of the most interesting games on the slate because, you know, the Rangers for me, they're not giving off the same vibes as Dallas yesterday, but it's kind of the same vibes. Like, it seems like they have the second highest total on the entire slate, and they were one of the worst five-on-five teams in hockey for the last month. Um, I know Philly's, like, Philly's nothing to write home about. Uh, Sean Couturier not playing with Claude Giroux is a downgrade for Couturier. You know, Philly does take a fair share of penalties, but their goaltending has also been pretty good this year. So I can kind of see this game, you know, literally going either way. So I want to get your thoughts uh, on this, Josh, because this feels like a very important game to the outcome of tonight's DFS performance. Yeah. Is Igor going to score goals? Like, I don't know where the Rangers total is coming from. Like, they're absolutely awful five on five. Like, they're terrible. And they haven't gotten better because they have, you know, duct tape, smoke, and mirror playing right wing right now. They have no right wingers. Capococca uh, moving up to the top line is a, is a nice boost for Zabanjan and Kreider, but they still haven't been great five on five. Kreider's been going nuts, but it's been all on the power play. So I think, like, yeah, Drew's away from Couturier, which helps five on five, but, like, they're still not good five on five. So I think, for me, the Rangers side, I'll power play stack. Because that's what I, I tend tend to do anyway. You know, I, I just, you know, even when Kaka was on the second line, they didn't have a power play one right winger up there anyway. So I, I just tend to power play stack anyway. I like getting, you know, Strom, Panarin, Kreider, Strom, Panarin, Zabanajan, Zabanajan, Kreider, Panarin, something like that. I just try to keep their best players together on the power play. You know, Carter Hart, we, we used to, like, drag on last year but like he's come out and said like listen like all this the COVID stuff really messed with my head and this and that and he's playing much better this year I like I don't want to say like if the totals were flipped I wouldn't bat an eye because a 3.4 total on the Flyers would be hilarious in this situation but like (laughs) I'm surprised this isn't like a a 5.5 total this is a six total game um so for me Rangers I probably power play stack and then, like, you, you go down the lineup and you see that third line left in the air, Keetle. And, you know, going forward, I think that is a decent two-man because they're going to get, you know, pretty good matchups. But not tonight. Like, they're going to run into Lawton, Hayes, and Konechny. That's not a normal third line. Like, that's a pretty decent third line. I think I'd rather play Hayes and Konechny. The two-man is, you know, 7,100 for the two of them. They're coming in under 1%. The problem is, like, I really like Igor tonight. Uh, I like Igor every night. I'm just an Igor guy. Um, I don't want to anoint him as the best goalie in the league, but he's the best goalie in the league. So um, I, I don't know how much flyers I'll have. Like in one to three, they're probably not going to make make my cut. But, you know, as you get further, 20 to 150, I think having a lot of, uh, not a lot, but having some flyers makes some sense. Yeah, I the, the line that jumped out to me immediately in this game was the Rangers' second line because why, like Dryden Hunt, like, <laughs> why is he on the second line? But then... Like I kind of dug into Dryden Hunt's numbers, and he's not a bad, he's not he's a bad player. Yeah, yeah, he's a good defensive winger. I'll say, like, I think he can kind of just replace what Kako's role on that line. Cause like, like, let's face it, Kako's role in that line was not offense, generating offense. It was, you know, being a two-way winger uh, on that line. I think Dryden Hunt can kind of fill that role. And that kind of makes me want to go down to that Ranger second line. Like <sighs> I don't like playing Ryan Strome because I think he's like wildly overrated. <laughs> yeah. But him and Panarin clearly have some chemistry together going back to last year. 
Um, you know, Strom's price is very reasonable at 4,500 on DK. Like, um, you know, if something happens where Philly mixes up their lines and go back, goes back to Couturier and Giroux, like, you know, Strom and Panarin won't go up against them. So, you know, Philly changes their lines. You have that bit of safety as well. And then, you know, Strom and Panarin on the power play together as well. And that's, you know, you and I talked before the show. I think that's where I would attack Philly the most is their penalty kill because Philly's sixth most penalties uh, penalties against this year, like power plays opportunities given to the opponent and their penalty kill isn't very good either. Like, you know, fringe bottom 10 in the league for the season. So um, I think, you know, Fox, Strom, Panarin, uh, that's kind of the stack that I would focus on. Uh, Maybe if you want to add in as a vantage, ad, get some additional Rangers power play stacking. That's how I would treat the Rangers today. Like I'm with you. I do like that third line. It's just not the matchup for me uh, to use it on the flyer side. It's the prices. That's really, really driving me here. Um, Kevin Hayes, 2,900 on DraftKings. Like this guy is a 25 goal, 20 to 25 goal, 200 shot center price to 2,900. Like it's just, it's because he was injured. It's just a mispricing. So like 2,900, Hayes is obviously very appealing to me with connecting down on that third line. Um, don't mind them as a two man, as you mentioned, coming in low own. The duo that's really interesting to me is the top line duo of Couturier and Faraby because Faraby is very cheap down at 3,100. He's up on the top line with Couturier. He's up on the top power play unit with Couturier as well. It's a two man that comes in under $8,500. You can even throw in James Reeves tight. Uh, and full stack the entire line. And then that entire line is what? I think 11,500, uh, 11,300. Yeah. And they're coming in under 10% owned. That's a fully correlated top line uh, for 11,300 coming in under 10% on a slate where there are a lot of expensive options. Like it against feels a bad defensive line. <laughs> against a bad defensive Rangers top line. So it feels to me like Philly won, even though they're kind of negative leveraged. I really do like that spot here. Igor sucks. I agree with you. He's, I don't know if he's the best, but he's at least, you know, top two, top three. It's a really tough spot. So I think Couturier, Faraby, Van Riemsdyk, absolutely. Even in your one to threes, I think I'm going to be looking at getting them in. Uh, Hayes and Konechny, I think are fine as a two-man as well. So that's where I go on the flyer side, on the Ranger side, um, mostly focusing on Rangers two and a power play stack. Um, on the blue line, like, I, you know, Provorov and Yandel are getting the power play minutes for Philly. I wrote in the, in my article that I think Adam Fox makes sense as a one-off here tonight um, because I don't think he's going to be very high on because there are a lot of expensive forwards on this slate. So I can't see a lot of people spending seven K plus on a defenseman. Um, I think Adam Fox feels fine as a one-off. Um, anybody else stick out to you? I know Jacob Trubo is somebody that was talked about a lot in our discord. Yeah. I mean, Adam Fox is going to be way lower on because people are coming down to the one-off. They're going to put in Truba before they put in Fox, I would imagine. So, I mean, listen, Fox isn't a super high volume shooter, but if the Rangers are going to score some power play goals, he's going to be involved. So I, I think that makes sense. Truba makes sense. Sanheim wrist aligning at 3K if you're punting makes sense. If you're using the Flyers top line, Provorov makes sense. Like there's a lot. That makes sense. There just isn't like a lot of like, yeah, let's get this guy in the lineup. Yeah. Like I know, like there are a lot of like, not a lot. There are some Flyers defensemen that I want to play. Like I look at Nick Sealer on the top pair for 2,500 with Ivan Provorov. And I feel like, like Nick Sealer has a good shot blocking rate, but like, you know, I don't know if he, he can do a lot more than put up a, sh- a block shot bonus here tonight. So maybe Nick Sealer, but 
that's about it for me. Anything else for you? Uh, out of this game? I guess you, I, we probably should mention that you like Igor here tonight, uh, but he also is expensive. He's most expensive goalie on the slate. So uh, hate to say it. What do you think about uh, the old Philly side of the goaltending ledger here? I, I like both goalies in, in this game. Um, because the Flyers total is so low and the Rangers minus 200 favorite, Carter Hart's price all the way down to 7,100. Rangers, you know, couldn't hit the Pacific Ocean if they fell on a boat off a boat in California, five on five. So I think, you know, Carter Hart makes some sense. Um, shot volume might be a concern, but, you know, the Rangers do shoot the puck. They just, you know, don't do anything with it. So, um, yeah. No, sorry. I just wanted yeah. to mention, I, I saw somebody mention in chat, um, they took down third third in the quarter jukebox last night. So uh, good for you. Um, yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off there. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 you're good. I lost my train of thought and like, paused so okay we're good yeah no, we're good all right uh yeah do like Carter Hart last thing I want to mention about this game a lot of people are going to remember Mika Zibanejad absolutely destroying Philly last year back-to-back six-point games Carter Hart talked a lot in the offseason about how hard the quarantine season was for him like just going through quarantines and being home alone and you know this was pre-vax a lot of it was pre-vaccine so they weren't going to restaurants and things like that like you know, anybody that lived through the last 18 months, I think could probably identify with him. And maybe he took it, maybe it was a little bit harder for him than other people. And he's just bouncing back now. I think it's just a nat- natural bounce back for him. Um, I do like Carter yeah. Hart. Goalie, goalies are just weird people in general anyway. So <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they kind of are. Uh, yeah, let's move along to the next game. Probably the one I think everybody will be watching here tonight. 2.9 implied goal total for the Colorado Avalanche. They're going into Toronto. And the Leafs have a 3.1 implied goal total. Obviously, the big news in this game is the return of Nathan McKinnon. The guy's been in and out of the lineup um, all season this year, but he is back tonight. He's going to be back on the top line with his usual line mates of Gabriel Landeskog and uh, Miko Rantanen. Now, there is a quartet of elite centers here tonight. Uh, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Matthews, McKinnon. And McKinnon is the cheapest of the four. Uh, but it also looks like it's probably the hardest matchup of the four. So I'm interested what your thoughts are on this game, Josh. Every time I see a tough matchup for McKinnon and he's low ownership, I think about your tweet, about, <laughs> you know, fading McKinnon as I beg for change on the corner or something like that. Yeah. So like in GPPs, like if I can get this line at 4%, I don't care what the matchup is. <laughs> like I, I don't care. They're one of the most elite lines in the NHL. Ken is coming back from injuries, so that might give you some pause, but maybe some pause in one to three, but MME, you got to get over the field here on, on Colorado one, I think. Um, you know, you saw what they were doing without McKinnon. They're just nuking people on the power play. Bone Byron's back because he's another puck mover. Cliffy talks about that a lot, how important puck moving defensemen are to these teams. You know, you move Miko back to the wing where he's best. So the ownership is driving me there. The price is, you know, for ro- the road abs actually isn't too bad. I thought, you know, because Miko Randon was priced up in the high eights for a while, they actually moved him down since they moved him back to the wing, which was a nice surprise. So it's like their price isn't crazy and their ownership is in check. Yeah, they're going to get Matthews and don't game stack it. You can't game stack that anyway. Because you'll be like, maybe you can on FanDuel because their pricing is a joke and you'll have like 8,000 left over and put in whatever you want. But like, I really like Colorado one here, especially 
like it it's the ownership that's drawing me here and then you know you go down the lineup i don't really like colorado too because Kadri's just so expensive but there's no ownership on them um you know i like one to three i wouldn't but like the more lineups i get to i'll maybe have a, a handful of colorado two here um but because their numbers aren't great, I really like Toronto 2 tonight. Uh, Tavares Nylander, that's my favorite spot on the Leafs. Um, you know, Matthews, Marner, Bunting, okay. But they're going to get that, that McKinnon matchup. Like, the chances of both of those top lines going off in the same game, going up against each other, has to be really rare. And I'm on the Colorado side here, so I'm going to be under on the Leafs here. Uh, top line. I really like that second line. Like Kadri Burakovsky and Nishushkin's defensive numbers are very high event. Uh, Tavares Nylander, you know, might be a little bit more popular than the Matthews Marner, but you know, 12% on a six gamer is perfectly in check. So I really like Toronto two here and Colorado one. Yeah, Colorado one is definitely the line that stuck out for me once our tools started getting updated. Like, yeah. I'm with you. I like. I didn't have a lot of interest in playing Colorado here tonight because I figured, you know, with Nathan McKinnon back, even on the road with, you know, McDavid and, and Matthews on the slate, I figured, you know, minimum 10%, six-game slate, you know, there are only so many spots you can you know, go to. I thought minimum 10%, maybe as high as 20%. You're going to you're gonna tell me, like, even if we're off by, you know, a factor of two, if they come in at 8%, I still love that ownership rate. You know what I mean? So, like, I agree with you. And Colorado One's numbers, even this season, like, we have to remember, Colorado struggled a lot through the first, what, three weeks of the season or something like that, going through injuries and all that. And the top line was still elite. 63% shot share, 66% share of the scoring chances. Like, they were still just destroying the other teams, even when the rest of the team was playing poorly. So it is an elite top line still. Um, and they had the full complement. Um, of their forwards back so I'm with you I do like Colorado's top line a lot and I like I'll admit full on it's mostly an ownership play yeah. we're getting them we're getting them at a quarter of their top two stack percentage so it's 100% an ownership play because I really like Toronto's top line in a nutshell more here tonight yeah. for for one you know obviously they're cheaper for two Colorado's penalty kill isn't that good like it's you know bottom half of the league you know maybe bottom third depending what metrics you're looking at and Toronto's power play we've talked about it you know over the last couple of weeks it's really come around after the first couple of weeks of the season like it's been absolutely deadly for the last month so I think you know I don't want to say go ahead and power play stack because honestly neither team really takes a lot of penalties but I think if there's a sneaky way Toronto can get there tonight, you know, let's say Colorado's clamping it down at five on five or whatever. Um, it's through the power play. Cause like I said, Toronto, great power play, Colorado, not so much. Their penalty kill, like I said, bottom 10, bottom 12 in the league, depending uh, on what you look at. And as far as Colorado two goes, like you mentioned the second line from Toronto um, as having a good matchup, Colorado two, is having a decent season, but not a great season. There's Corsi four so far, 55%, but only 46% of the scoring chances. So that tells me like maybe they're not being as selective with their shooting as they should be. Maybe they're getting a little bit lucky with their scoring. But on the flip side, Kerfoot, Tavares, and Nylander 
haven't been that great. You know what I mean? Uh, 47% expected our shot attempt share, 42% expected goal share. That's not good. Um, I think I kind of like Colorado too here as well. So like, I think either of the top lines in this game is, are fine. I think if you want to get away from maybe what could be some higher ownership top lines, I think the Colorado second line is where I would look in this game. But I'll say just flat out, if I, if you're telling me to pick one line out of this game to play in one lineup tonight, it's Colorado one. That's where I'm looking. Down on the third lines, I don't really see much. Um, Nicholas Obey-Kubel uh, down on the third line with Alex Newhook and Logan Logan O'Connor. Looks to be like a good line for me, but I don't want to go into David Camp and Pierre Engvall. They've been pretty good defensively. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, of their own accord. So I think the third lines are out besides, you know, maybe if you want to one-off somebody i think that's fine but um i think it's about the top lines here or maybe even the colorado second line you know two-man burakoski nachushkin leave that super expensive cadre off just put the cheap wingers on they're both very good wingers it's not like you know it's not like cadre is the guy carrying them on that line so um yeah nachushkin burakoski absolutely fine as a two-man as well on the blue line um colorado defensemen other than makara have all been priced down taves under five thousand. Uh, Barham just over 4,000. Gerard down to 3,300. Um, Rasmus Sandin is a guy that's really sticking out to me for Toronto. Uh, power play two, 2,500. Really strong play driving numbers this year. Um, so I think Sandin and Gerard for cheap for me out of this game. What about you? Yeah, that's where I'm looking to. If you're, if you're doing that two-man that Clifford mentioned, Burakovsky, um, Nishushkin, <laughs> you can, I just had like a meltdown in my brain. Uh, you can go Devin Taze if you want to as well. Um, I think that's perfectly fine. I played Morgan Riley the other night, and I haven't recovered yet. So, you know, just if your power play stacking, I guess, put him in. But I'm not going to run off Morgan Riley. Just chasing that Morgan Riley double dunk from the yeah. couple of games. Before. He did get the shot bonus, but that, that was it. He had five shots on goal, no blocks. Hey, yeah. that's a, a shot bonus for Morgan Riley. Uh, that's like that's Christmas come early, buddy. Um, <laughs> Great. Get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, our lineup builder, Slack channel, premium Discord, our lineup builder, and a whole lot more. If you're a new user of Osmo Plus Platinum, then you can take advantage of the promo code we have for this show, which is NHL Strategy Show. 
all caps, all one word. That's NHL Strategy Show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Of course, if you're looking to only play, uh, you can find that in the description of the video below. And if you're looking to play only NHL DFS, you can sign up for one of our Osmo Plus weekly packages for $3.95 a week. Stop guessing, start winning, join Osmo Plus today. It's all caps, all one word, NHL strategy show for 25% off your first week of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, let's get to the next game. I'm going to call it flippantly the, the COVID bowl, but realistically, it's a big factor in this game. So Vancouver 2.9 going into Ottawa, Ottawa 2.7 implied goal total. I bring up COVID because Ottawa, four games since returning from their COVID suspension, I think they've allowed 21 goals against and like 62 shot attempts against for 60 minutes. They're not getting any better. Um, Vancouver has just looked awful all year, and I maintain it's the fact that all those players um, got uh, the more serious version of COVID in the spring before they got their vaccines. Um, it seems like depending who you talk to, people are really ex excited to play one side or the other in this game. So why don't you talk us what your what your side is on this game? Man, at first I was excited that Batherson was back and he's going to be on the top line with Kachuk and Norris and they're fully quartered on the power play going into the Canucks. And I looked at the numbers and I hit the brakes. I slammed on the brakes. Their numbers together are godly, like terrible. 42% shot share, 20 high danger chances against per 60. Like that's just, that's like, that's horrible. <laughs> But then, like, you look who they're matching up in, according to our, our pal Gnarly Rad Dude, um, our resident Senators fan. He has them going up against the Horvat Garland Pearson line. Uh, like, on paper, that looks like a good line, but you look at their numbers and they're garbage, too. So this is just, like, the garbage bowl. The line I kind of want to play is Hoglander, Miller, Besser. Like, they're going to get Stutzla, Paul Brown. And, you know, their defensive numbers are pretty good. At least, like, they have an under two expected goals against per 60. But, like, I don't know. Their, their shot share is only at 50%. It's not like they're controlling the puck, like, elitely. So, you look at this this Miller line, they, they only have a 50% shot share, too. But at least they're generating a little bit here so i mean not great but then i see ownership and it's like three four percent and i think that's what's driving me there because on the flip side like they're going to get that suits with paul but and you maybe want to play them but you see their ownership and it's like almost 15 percent which just it blows my mind that you know that line is going to get 15 percent. so this is another ownership play like hoglander miller besser i think sometimes sometimes what i do like i like to throw numbers out and say you know what these are three good players. Maybe they're going to figure it out tonight. This isn't season long. This is DFS. They're getting, you know, good ownership. Um, the centers have given up like 7,000 goals since they came back. So because they're so owned, I think I'm going to have some Hoglander, Miller, Besser. Um, you want to go to Pearson, Horvat, Garland, Shore. Uh, Elias Pettersson's an interesting one off to me. He's coming in uh, under 1%. He's on the top power play. He's 5,400. He's playing with Justin Dowling and... Uh, Pud Colson, which is fine. Like, I actually don't mind, like, a Pedersen, uh, Pud Colson two-man. Like, they're just going to get, like, Adam Gaudet, who just, like, came to the Senators 
for Menton and Sanford. Like Sanford's a decent, you know, defensive winger, but like the other two, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't mind dipping down to that third line for no ownership because like the centers is just going to give up goals. Like their penalty kills bad. They take penalties. So Pedersen's an elite one off in my book tonight. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Pedersen because he's he's actually a guy I've written down in my notes as a one-off. So I'm glad we're on the same page there. Um, one, the note about Vancouver or, or about Vancouver, sorry, that I want to bring up is the power play because you know it's just something um, something that we talk about with Vancouver is a lot of their goals come from the power play, especially you know the last couple of years uh, they had that heavily used top power play unit which was torching now. It hasn't really been as good this year, but I went and looked at Vancouver's power play numbers for the month of November. The top unit generated 120 shot attempts for 60 minutes and seven and a half goals. Those are the shot attempt numbers are great. And the goals numbers are at least good. So, you know, Ottawa has a bottom five penalty kill on the season. I kind of like a Vancouver power play stack here. The problem is Vancouver's power play stack is their four forwards are across four lines. So you have to get creative with your stack, you know, like a Miller Pedersen two man uh, with throwing a defenseman on there, something like that. That's what you're going to have to do uh, with your Vancouver power play stacks. But quite honestly, I don't mind playing broken Vancouver stacks here tonight. Like if Ottawa doesn't play well like if they play like they played the four games since they returned from COVID Vancouver could be scoring goals up and down this lineup here tonight so I don't mind having pieces across different even strength lines as long as they correlate on the power play together so like if you want to do like you know Pedersen and Horvat or Pedersen and Miller or, or whatever just anything along those lines I think that's perfectly fine so that's kind of where I'm focusing on this game and i'm glad you mentioned uh that vancouver that vancouver third line of pedersen and dowling like absolutely i love pedersen as a one-off very good numbers in a small sample like you know we're talking 33 minutes so that's about four games worth of ice time but almost 70 shot attempts for 60 minutes and four games on a team that hasn't looked good doing anything all year like i'll take any glimmer of hope <laughs> i can get against the ottawa senators so, yes, I do like Vancouver power play stacking. Um, I do like the Vancouver top line. If you just want a full, you know, Hoglander, Miller, Besser, like I even wrote that up in the power plays article today. I think that's just fine. But I think personally I might lean more towards some sort of uh, Vancouver power play stack, really take advantage of that awful Ottawa penalty kill, and then, you know, get some players all through the lineup because I do think there's a chance that, you know, Vancouver just lays the wood here tonight. On the Ottawa side, I'm with you. I, I, I want to stay away from that top line, but I'm just too attracted to them. Uh, they do have really good offensive numbers. Um, they do have really bad defensive numbers, I'm sorry, but they do still have some good offensive numbers this year, so I think they can trade chances uh, against a weak uh, Vancouver team, uh, a weak Vancouver de defensive Vancouver team who also have a bad penalty kill of their own so in this game for me it's ottawa one um vancouver the miller line but more mostly on vancouver i like power play stacking so power play stacking the vancouver side on the blue line is there anybody that sticks out to you here on the blue line uh artem zub back with shabbat 3600 y'all know what to do 
Yeah, Artem Zub and Thomas Shabbat. I don't know why that pairing was ever broken up earlier in the season. But yeah, now that they're back together, I do like that two-man as well. Uh, I see a $5 super chat from uh, our buddy S. Goodman. Says, just got here. Rope, there it is. Uh, okay, listen. <laughs> thank you very much for the super chat. We're on today's slate. Uh, we've already done the slate review. Uh, but they, you know, thank you very much for the super chat and good night uh, last night, Mr. Goodman. Um, we have partnered with Yahoo Fantasy this NHL season and bring you some great offers. Check out our exclusive limited time offer, which gets you one free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. To qualify, you need to be new to Yahoo. Sign up for an account via the link below, deposit and play. That's it. Yahoo will send us your name after you play in your first paid contest and we'll reach out via email with your coupon. And if you need immediate access, email support at osmo.com and we'll get you set up right away. You can also claim a free $10 of site credit by clicking the link in the video description below, which can be used to enter any Yahoo contest, including Sunday's $1 million NFL baller. Make sure to use our DFS tools and projections designed specifically for Yahoo to give yourself the best shot at winning big. And remember, we have free premium tools and data up on the site. If you want to check us out before spending your money here, we have NBA player projections and NHL player rankings for free up on the site tonight. All right, next game, Seattle, 2.6 implied goal total. They're going into Detroit. The Red Wings have a 3.0 implied goal total. Um, I don't, uh, Chris Dridger out uh, for Seattle, so Grubauer is going to start. Dridger is going to be out for a while. Jordan Eberle left the last game for Seattle, didn't skate at the morning skate today, so it almost certainly looks like Jordan Eberle is going to be out James Schwartz also didn't skate at the morning skate today. So Seattle could be losing two thirds of their top line here tonight. But at the same time, we don't have line combinations without Schwartz and Everly. So we don't really know how that's going to go. Um, what do you think about this game, Josh? I wish we had lines because I wanted to attack that Pia Suter line. Since Adina's moved off and Giovanni Smith's up there, like their numbers are absolutely atrocious. It's like they're like in the 30s for their shot share percentage. It's just horrific. I, I feel like it's going to be Yanni Gord, but like, we just don't know. So, you know, I wish we got clarification on the line. Like if it's like Gord, Donskoy, Donato, like that's a 9,600 line that I would love to play. Yeah. So as we sit here, it's not as, of course, they flex the, the wings to 7.30. Like, no one plays more 7.30 games in the NHL than the Detroit Red Wings. Because what you want to do after the 7 p.m. games go to intermission is make your eyes bleed by watching some Detroit Red Wings hockey. Like, that's just I, – I don't get it. But anyway, sorry. Woo. Remember your pressure points. It worked up over the Detroit start. Yeah. yeah. Remember your pressure points. But – um. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm hoping it's something like Gord, Donskoy, Donato, and they're going to get that second line of Suter Fabry because a line under 10K, getting that line with some power play time is something I want to do. And then on the wing side, you know, in one to three, I'm probably out on the top line. I think you can get to them in MME because they've been a very, very good line. The problem is, like, Seattle is a good defensive team. Maybe they take some hits without these guys in – we just have to see the lineup, so – in MME, I think uh, Detroit 1 makes some sense. Detroit 2, I'm out on until Zadina moves back. Like, it has to be sooner than later, unless, like, Blasso doesn't look at analytics. 
my dogs are just going absolutely nuclear right now. So I'll kick it back to you. And see what is, that a, is that a Detroit bark though? That's a they're Detroit. like crying. They're crying. Oh, uh, Detroit cry. Is that yeah. even better than a bark or is that yeah, worse? Well, we're going to find out tonight. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> um, yeah. What we mentioned in our last, uh, one of our last shows when we had Detroit was how the top lines, their numbers were kind of sliding. Their last 10 games together, 48% shot share, 48% uh, scoring chance share. Those numbers are sliding because those were, in, you know, in the high 50s uh, earlier in the season. So I'm not like I don't I wouldn't say no to playing Detroit one here tonight. But as you mentioned, uh, Seattle, very good defensive team like Everly, like Schwartz might be a hit defensively. I think Everly, it's more offensively than defensively. But I think it's still going to be a tough matchup here for uh, Detroit, especially where Seattle's goaltending has started to right the ship a little bit. You know, they're not uh, letting in one out of every five shots anymore. So um, Seattle actually has, you know, they're actually not giving up as many goals as they were. Uh, and as you mentioned, that Detroit second line, just brutal um, without Philip Zadina there. So I'm going to take a stab in this game and assume that Donskoy and Donat, like, Here's the thing. Seattle's been playing better of late and they've won two games in a row and they have the option tonight of just moving Donato and Donskoy up on Gord's line and then leaving the rest of their lines the same. So I think that kind of makes, that makes sense to me. It's just moving Donato and Donskoy up with Gord and then leaving, you know, your second and third lines the exact same. So I'm actually, that's how I'm going to build tonight. I'm going to build as if Donskoy and Donato are playing with Gord and that's the line that I want to play here tonight. They're going into Detroit too. That Detroit second line, as we mentioned, without Zadina, numbers are awful. So Gord, Donato, Donskoy, that's where I'm focusing uh, in this game. If you want to play Detroit one, go ahead. Uh, uh, they're not a focus for me in one to three. They would definitely uh, be more of a 20 max type deal. Uh, on the blue line, sure doesn't look like uh, Mark Giordano is coming back. Uh, Adam Larson played like 24 minutes or has been playing 24 minutes a game without him still only 3,300. I think he's playable. Um, anybody else kind of stick out to you? That's Adam Larson dog bark. Um, not really. I mean, if Hironic's back 34 or he's back, uh, 3,400's fine as a one-off. Um, that's really about it. I think. Yeah, there wasn't a lot yeah. uh, for me in that game for defensemen either. All right. We do have an awesome Hall of Fame here. And I think if you finish three, third in the in the quarter arcade, you would get into the awesome Hall of Fame here. And this is how you get into the awesome Hall of Fame here. You download the awesome avatar from awesome.com slash avatar. You place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants. And then you tweet the wins to the awesome Hoff account. That's awesome H-O-F on Twitter. Uh, you do that and you can win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. That's a value worth several hundred, uh, a few hundred dollars uh, every month. Uh, you can only win one free month per year, uh, but that one free month could really uh, help you out uh, in your DFS career. Um, you'll see uh, some winners coming up uh, on your screens. You'll see a third place for Sixers fan. I think he's been having a pretty good NBA season. It sure seems like uh, he's been up uh in in these charts almost every day you see uh coleman card uh finished first in the nba uh in in f FanDuel's 25k nba 20 max um you see uh some sports betting uh you see the nba prop tool bets uh, we have a lot of stuff up on the site that helps people win and we love to celebrate those wins so be sure to 
uh, put the Osmo avatar in your profile and then tweet the wins to Osmo HOF on Twitter to win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. All right, let's get to this next game. 2.8 implied goal total for the Penguins. 3.3 for the Edmonton Oilers. Um, it's probably going to be a fairly popular spot uh, for a lot of ownership. There's a lot of talent on both sides. What do you like here, Josh? David creeping up to 10K. We, we, we like it. I wish he was over 10K because he's still projected at 25% right now. Um, <laughs> listen, like the Oilers, I feel like I broken record every time I break them down. You can power play stack them or you could power play stack them. <laughs> like, I don't really want to play Zach Cassian. I don't really want to play Kyler Yamamoto. You know what I mean? So like I'll do McDavid, Hyman, Nugent Hopkins, McDavid, Hyman, Dreisaitl. Like the popular one is, you know, McDavid, Dreisaitl and one of the other wingers. Uh, they're 19-1 for the two of them. But there is some good value tonight. So I think, you know, that's still going to be a popular combo. Um, there's not really much else to say about the Oilers uh, other than the top line is super high event. So I really like the Pittsburgh top line tonight. Um, listen, we, we've talked ad nauseum about Crosby coming back from COVID. So you'd have our concerns there. But with Evan Rodriguez there, like, they are so good. Like, and it just feels weird to say that. But if you look at, like, your numbers with and without Rodriguez, it's stark. <laughs> like, 2021, weird stuff coming out of my mouth. But, like, it's it's just true. Like, he's been a shot machine. She's not growling at the dog. She's going to kill you. But, like, uh, pit one is one of my favorite spots tonight. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to go down to pit two, I don't really want to go down to pit two. Like, I think I'd rather stack Edmonton two here tonight. Like, do, like, Drysdale, Nugent Hopkins. Because, they're you know, Carter's numbers defensively have fallen off a little bit here. So, uh Another note, I hope they keep Puliarvi on the third line so the Rangers can get a discount on him when they trade for him at the deadline. Um, but pit one, one of my favorite spots of the night, Edmonton power play. Yeah, I want to talk about the power plays and penalty kills here because Pittsburgh has taken the second fewest penalties of any team in the league, and they have a top five penalty kill. Like, I know we say McDavid is matchup proof, but those are pretty tough because, like, obviously the, the – officials aren't favoring McDavid and giving him a bunch of power plays anyway. So it's not like, you know, they're going to jump out and get five or six power plays here tonight. Like they might only get a couple power plays against this Pittsburgh team here tonight. And the Pittsburgh penalty kill has been very good. Crosby's line since returning. I'm glad you mentioned it. 54% shot share, 58% scoring chance share. They're starting to, re they're really starting to roll. I'm with you. I do like that top line here in this game. Uh, Pitt, like you mentioned, Pittsburgh second line defensive numbers, not great. 48% shot share. So I do like, uh, Edmonton too here a little bit, but you know, Edmonton's really going through it with their defensemen. Oh yeah. They're missing no fewer than three starters up to five, depending on which guys you want to count as starters. Um, and they're ninth in time shorthanded this year. And three of those defensemen are regular penalty killing defensemen. So, I think the Pittsburgh power play could really get going in here. So I do like the Pittsburgh top line out of this game the most. Uh, anybody sticking out to you on the blue line? Because I think every single Pittsburgh defenseman has burned me for like three years now. So I'm really getting sick of playing them. I wrote up Philip Broberg in the power plays article, 2,700. Probably going to have to play a lot of minutes with all this defenseman out. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't really like anyone on the Pittsburgh side. If you want to put in Latang for correlation, that's fine. On the Edmonton side, yeah, Broberg makes sense. Chris Russell may block 412 shots tonight at 2,700. 20, so if you want to put in the Cowboy, go for it. Um, but I really don't want to spend up for anybody if I don't have to. Yeah, I maybe I should go check the projection real quick because it made me laugh earlier when I checked our projections. We had Chris Russell for over, over 10 DK points yeah. at 20. It's, it's still there. It's still there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Chris Russell projects as one of the, probably one of the best values you'll literally ever see in DFS, in <laughs> NHL DFS anyway. So, yeah, uh, Chris Russell definitely a decent butt here tonight. Um, we have more shows coming up after us today. We have the No House Advantage NFL Strategy Show coming up with Eton and Greg at 4 Eastern. And then at 445 Eastern, we have the boss man, Alex uh, and Adam with the NBA Deeper Dive. And then the uh, NBA Live Before Lock with Eric and Greg coming up right after them. So NFL, uh, get a start on your NFL research with Eton and Greg here. Uh, in about an hour, and then uh, get your NBA research on just after that. All right, one more game to get to. Vegas, 3.1 implied goal total. They're going into Anaheim. The Ducks have a 2.4 implied goal total. Uh, some notes here. Ryan Getzlaf, uh, I think you can call him a game-time decision. We're not expecting him to play. Um, Sam Steele probably going to jump up to the top line with Troy Terry. Sam Steele was also by far the best defensive player on Anaheim's third line. And Anaheim's third line is often used as a shutdown line. And that means they're going up against Vegas one here tonight. I think I know who you like here, Josh, but why don't you talk about this game anyway? Yeah. I mean, like if you're going to send out Isaac Lundestrom, Jakob Silverberg and Nick Delorier against Stevenson Stone Pacioretty, like I don't even have a flag to plant, but I'm going to plant one in my desk. Like <laughs> Vegas one. Late hammer, we're doing it. We love to see it. They're still underpriced. Like they are a $20,000 line coming in at like 16 and change. Um, so yeah, love Vegas one tonight. You want to go to Vegas two, probably negative correlation there. Like the thing is with like the Ducks, right? Getzlaff isn't great anymore, but when he's out, the rest of that lineup just suffers because they have to move people around and they're just not a great team defensively without him. Yeah, they you don't have, have move- the depth to move people around like that. Like, Sam Steele is a very good defensive winger. I don't think he's a top-line center in the NHL. So, like, the defensive matchups just get so much more juicier for, you know, Vegas. So, like, that top line is one of my favorite spots tonight. If you want to go to that second line, that's perfectly fine. Like, they're also very cheap. Uh, They're going to get a decent matchup. So, I'm in on Vegas tonight. Ducks on a back-to-back. Like, I'm probably going to be pretty – I'm probably going to be out on them. Like if you want to get to a little bit of Milano, Zegers, Raquel in MME, that's fine. And one to three, I don't think this is the spot. Yeah. I should mention Anaheim has been sending that second line, that very good second line, by the way, Zegers and Milano and Raquel up against third and fourth line. So, you know, they're not going to see the big guns from Vegas here tonight. So I think if there is a stack on Anaheim, it's definitely that second line, but a 2.4 total at home and Vegas you know, they're getting healthy and have really started to, you know, look like the cup contender they're supposed to be over the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I think this is a Vegas one game for me. The reason their ownership is in check is because you can't play Vegas one and, you know, Colorado or Vegas one in Toronto or Vegas one in Edmonton or Vegas one in Pittsburgh. Like all those lines uh, compete with Vegas one for ownership. 
And that's exactly what we like here at Oswald. That Vegas top line, I like it's it's like a 700 minute sample of scoring 5.3 goals per 60 minutes. That's a low grade power play every they're, time they step on the ice. They're always under own too when there's other stuff on the on the slate. They're an elite line. There is no ifs, ands, or buts. And Chandler Stevenson's on the top power play now. Like yeah. we loved sacking when he was not even on the power play. Yeah. Now he's on the power play. So yeah. you know what to do. Yeah, Vegas, Vegas won. Um, definitely uh, our favorite, probably our favorite line here tonight. Um, Shea Theodore would be the defenseman to stack with them. He's on the power play. I don't think it's necessary to put him in the stack. I think you're fine with just the forwards, but that would be the stack to use. All right. Uh, we have to get out of here fairly quickly. Josh, I'm going to ask you for your hat trick pick and your goalies. Uh, I wrote up Anthony Stolarz. Uh, for my goalie in the power plays article it's just he's the cheapest home goalie on the slate today and Vegas probably should pepper him with a lot of shots the the one thing I will say like people are going to be confused why we just said we love Vegas one but you also mentioned you like Stellars but because we love Vegas so much is more reason to play Stellars and GPP because they're going to have a lot of shot volume so even if Stellars loses there's a good chance he's going to see the saves bonus unless he gets ran out of the building yeah, exactly. Like Vegas could score. They could pull up Florida last night when Florida yeah. scored five and Samson off is still fine. So yeah, yeah exactly. Like Stolarz, he's one uh, one of my favorite goalies on the slate. Uh, definitely going to be uh, considering him. Obviously, Shesterkin definitely in play for me as well. Uh, Carter Hart on the road as a cheap GPP goalie. My hat trick pick is Max Pacioretty. Who you got, Josh? I like Demko. I like the, uh, the goalies in the Rangers games, uh, Hart and Igor. And my hat trick pick is Evan Rodriguez. I love it. Erod, hat trick pick from Josh. I got Max Patch ready for my hat trick pick. Uh, for Mike, our producer, for Josh, for Josh's dogs, uh, Slim Clippy <laughs> saying good luck tonight, everybody, and we'll see you tomorrow. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.